that the question, what kind of cities do we want to live in? How do we want our cities to be? Cannot be divorced from the question of what kind of people we want to be. What kind of humanity we wish to create amongst ourselves and how we want to create it. And it is that mutual constitution of the city and who we are and what we are that is something which is, I think, again, very important to reflect upon. This is The City, an hour dedicated to a critical discussion of urban issues. Welcome to the city for Tuesday, March 13th, uh, just after 5 o'clock. And today we're going to be spending uh, our discussion, our one-hour discussion um, on the city, talking about um, Musqueam First Nation members who are out there blocking a a proposed condo development, which is underway to be built um, on Southwest Marine Drive in Marple. And we're going to be talking with uh, Aaron Wilson, um, a UBC law student and somebody who has been involved in this uh, protest, um, protesting um, a very uh, ancient and important uh, midden and burial site for the Musqueam. I also have Spencer Lindsay here, a First Nations uh, Studies graduate from the UBC program here today. So stay with us. And like I said, this is the city, uh, an hour dedicated to critical discussions of urban spaces and urban affairs. And uh, we're going to get right into our discussion uh, today. Um, this is something that uh, has, has uh, started um, two days ago now, uh, started on Monday, and a proposed con- uh, condo development, no longer proposed, <laughs> it is in the works, um, and it's being... Um, they're they're hoping to develop on um, a site um, of great importance to the Musqueam, and uh, as we speak, um, Musqueam members um, are um, protesting and uh, preventing entry to that site for development. And I have uh, the pleasure of having two wonderful guests on the show, um, Aaron Wilson and Spencer Lindsay. And I want to thank you both uh, so much for being on the show. Uh, today and uh, for being part of this discussion. So, um, Aaron, I'm going to first ask uh, if you're on the line and you're connected okay. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. And Spencer, Spencer's in here uh, in studio. And Spencer, thank you for being with me on the show. Yeah, for sure. So I want to go to you first, Aaron. Um, and and certainly, Spencer, please jump in. But um, can you can you bring people up to speed on to what is going on and um, really what this issue is about? Certainly. Uh, the first thing I should say is that I'm a Musqueam band member, and uh, I'm one of many people who have been involved over the past few days to organize a, a gathering of community members and uh, our supporters who are concerned about protecting uh, an ancestral burial site that is located in the Marple neighborhood of Vancouver. And uh, that site is, is known to us as Tesnam. And it is a uh, an ancient village that was inhabited by our ancestors for over four thousand years. And and so th- this has been something that uh, certainly has been in the works um, for a while. And Aaron and Spencer, can you maybe bring us up to speed on um, why why we're at this place now, where it, the Musqueam hasn't been consultated to the degree that many uh, find it. Uh, acceptable. If I could just yeah. ask you, Aaron, um, uh, I've heard that you know over the years, Musqueam has tried to uh, come to some agreements to make sure uh, you know Sesnam uh, was protected in, in some way. But something happened on Friday. Could you uh, fill us in? What happened on Friday that changed that? Yeah, on Friday we became aware that um, uh, archaeologists were going to come in on Monday morning and begin to uh, remove or destroy an intact burial site. So what happens is the BC Archaeology Branch issues permits to the landowner to uh, 
to investigate and alter the site. Um, their argument is that there's not really anything of importance on that particular lot because it, it has been disturbed in the past. But what what we're saying is that there there are important things there. There's cultural materials and there's there's burials. And sure enough, uh, they they came across an intact burial and. We gathered as a community to be there on Monday to make sure that that burial was not disturbed. Um, so I have here a statement from the um, Ministry of Forest Lands and Natural Resources. Uh, it says the proposed site management would preserve half the site perpetually while, uh, or, yeah, uh, in perpetuity while still allowing reasonable development on the site. The archaeology branch is satisfied with the plan and uh, places a condition uh, and anyway, um, I think when I read this statement, th- it, it has no mention of musqueam. Could you? <laughs> right. The, <laughs> you know what the, I mean? Uh, I it. You know, musqueam, my understanding is that musqueam has been notified about, about uh, uh, development proposals, but um, the, the BC Archaeology Branch and the BC Heritage Conservation Act, you know, they're designed to protect, theoretically, sites like this, but... Um, you know, in my opinion, anyway, that it's not doing a very good job because this is Tisnam uh, is a, a nationally recognized historic site by the federal government. That was way back in 1930, and the the Heritage Conservation Act in BC, you know, it it doesn't say anything about balancing the needs of development and condos with the needs of protecting an important historical site to all Canadians. So the ministry uses this sort of language where, oh, well, uh, the developer, you know, they'll be happy and uh, whatever remains there will be undisturbed. But that's not the case because they were going to go in on Monday and literally start uh, uh, disturbing uh, uh, any intact burial. That's a burial that's, you know, it's uh, uh, ancestors that have been put to rest according to tradition. And uh, that's the way they should remain. And and I'm I'm still trying to figure out how how you can develop a site and build an entire development on it um, while respecting and and treating um, this site with the dignity and respect i don't know <laughs> i'm having trouble reconciling um, <laughs> these these two i feel like very very different um, very different interests you know what i mean and that's and that's the same way that we feel as well i mean uh, we don't uh, uh, I don't know any Musqueam band members that would be comfortable uh, living on top of an ancient burial site. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, the developer, the, the, as far as I know, there are, you know, the architectural plans have already been developed. You know, it's kind of late in the game for them to be uh, uh, redesigning their condo to, to work around what, you know, what is clearly a, a site that's filled with history, culture, and and uh, and it's a grave site. You know, people use the language midden, yeah. Marple midden, but that's an archaeological term yeah. that doesn't reflect the reality that this is a grave site, and that this is a, a site where, where people lived for 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 thousands. Of years. And I, and I have to ask though, would it even be acceptable though if for for say the the architects and developers had even had consulted Musqueam on how to theoretically properly develop the site. That's really not the point, though. Would that be correct in saying that the point is that this is a development and it shouldn't be there at all? That's the way we feel about yeah. it, yeah. I mean, it, with the Heritage Protection Act and the, the national designation of the site, you know, you'd think that uh, development like this would not uh, would not be allowed to proceed. This isn't a... You know, uh, building a small business where they don't need to dig anything up. This is a, a, a project that would fundamentally alter the site itself. You know, and that's why it's so upsetting to us. Right. So there, er- have, there have been some some uh, uh, recent uh, uh, recent optimistic developments. So. Uh, go ahead, Spencer. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. On the on the note of the optimistic optimistic development. Uh, so there was a protest on on Monday, um, and I went down there a little later around eight a.m. Uh, were you there in the morning when the the workers showed up? Um, I was there when uh, uh, some of the workers had already attempted to come to work, and 
uh, we had we had people had gathered as early as six a.m. on Monday morning to make sure that uh, no development could continue. And uh, yeah, I think over the day there was a lot of positive media coverage, and um, I heard late yesterday that a meeting had been set up. Is that true? It's true. The meeting was set up for uh, today, and in fact, it took place earlier today between Musqueam's uh, uh, elected chief and council, as well as uh, representatives from the developer and I believe the province as well. And I'm looking at a Globe and Mail article, and uh, you're, you're quoted in the second paragraph, Aaron. Um, this is uh, dated today. Uh, Native band developers agree on cooling off period in battle over burial site. Um, what was the substance, um, obviously taking into consideration what we've been talking about, but um, what was the real substance of that discussion with the developer and the city? Well, uh, I myself wasn't uh, wasn't part of that meeting earlier today. I'm just Chief speaking. Campbell was. Pardon? Chief Campbell was. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chief Campbell's uh, our elected elected official and one of our leaders, and uh, he was definitely there. And um, what we've been uh, uh, told is that the band and the city and the developer are going to look at a, a cooling off period during which we can look at possible solutions. Um, that would uh, respect the dignity of the site and um, allow for a sort of win-win situation. So um, that agreement has yet to be finalized, and, um, but we're hopeful that, uh, that that will lead to, to a positive outcome. And from what I can tell, there's, there's been no, uh, I'm not sure, but it sounds like there, maybe there hasn't been a guarantee that no more work will be done on the site. So are you guys planning on, on, on staying? protest? I know you guys are still down there right now. Well, yes, our plan is to uh, stay down at the site until um, the cooling off agreement has been finalized and worked out. And um, as long as they don't disturb any of the uh, ancestral burials, um, they'll be free to, to uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure what work they might do over the next three weeks, but our main concern is that uh, our ancestors uh, remain undisturbed. And I want to ask you, Aaron, um, looking at a, a broader picture of, of Vancouver, um, and perhaps I, I would say certainly BC, um, is, this, is this an example of how um, governments, um, and I would also say developers in this instance, um, are, not, are not on the same page um, with First Nations in this province and across this country? I'd say that there's there's two things there, and, and I'd agree with what you say. I'd say the first thing is there's a lack of awareness about the rich history of First Nations people in B.C. and in Vancouver as well. There's this um, sort of perception that in the Pacific Northwest, it's this uh, place without history. You know, people come here to Terminal City to uh, create their own history, and they often do so... Um, being unaware that people have lived here for thousands of years before uh, before colonization. And the second thing I'd say is that people are, are also unaware of some of the cultural differences in terms of worldview between Aboriginal people and sort of the Western worldview and, and the way in which, um, you know, a community like Musqueam might, might uh, uh, be concerned with our, our burial sites and in a way that um, some people may not understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I read that, that, I mean, this site is and could be older than the pyramids and, and you know, other other analogies uh, talking about, you know, if, if a churchyard was dug up, I mean, it would be a uh, very different reaction from and awareness from, from the general public. Absolutely. There are uh, provincial laws, I believe it's the Cemetery Act, that you know, uh, are very strict about protecting cemeteries. And uh, there's a sort of a disconnect between, you know, official uh, colonial cemeteries and uh, pre-colonial burial sites of our people. And that's covered by the, you know, the BC Heritage Protection Act. Mm -hmm. Moving forward is maybe, I guess what I'm asking is, 
are these issues likely to keep um, appearing within Vancouver or more broadly? Um, issues of development on um, burial lands. I, I, I just, I guess, I'm trying to say this may not be this may not be the end of the story with this, depending on how this plays out. But certainly, um, this is an ongoing struggle. I mean, I would say that it's an ongoing concern for for all First Nations people that. Yeah. You know, um, ancient sites and sacred sites are treated with respect. Um, in terms of the Vancouver situation, I know that that this particular site is so important to us. That's why we're we're uh, raising awareness and taking a stand. But um, you know, it's not often that uh, um, something that is so clearly uh, an important, recognized, well studied uh, site. Uh, would be developed in this manner. Mm-hmm. And this, because this is a, a critical urban affairs show, I'm going to ask you, um, is it in this instance that we see the drive for profit um, and in, in this sense, condo development um, to supersede um, First Nations rights? Well, I think I could only speak to the, the this specific instance. Yeah. You know, in the sense that uh, this is an instance where where condo development to us is something that we're entirely opposed to. I mean, uh, yeah. I can't say how you know we feel about you know, people building condos in Vancouver, but no. <laughs> it's it's, uh, 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 it's this instance where you know so much of our traditional territory is paved over, yeah. and um, we don't have very many sites like this left, and we need to fight to to protect and to recognize these important uh, important places in our history. it's a, We have a, a connection to the land, and um, it's part of who we are. So, Aaron, um, the protest is continuing. Is there any way that uh, listeners or concerned citizens, supporters can help out? I know uh, I've heard that uh, you're trying to maintain 24-hour um, uh, demonstration. Yeah, well, we're going to be we're going to be there for another day or so, at least until this cool off agreement is finalized. People are are uh, encouraged and welcome to come join us at thirteen thirty eight uh, Southwest Marine Drive. There, um, as well, people can can write the minister, and that's um, Minister Thomas is the minister with the forests, lands, and natural resources, and he's the provincial person who is responsible for the uh, archaeology branch, and they have a, a power to make some positive change in this situation, and, um, and uh, uh, people, can, people can write in and express their concerns or their thoughts, and that would be most welcome. Before, uh, before we let you go, Aaron, I want to ask you, um, going back to the BC archaeology decision um, to grant uh, the necessary permit for this development to go forward, do you... Do you take issue with um, the process more generally, and certainly in this instance, um, it, it, not not acceptable? But um, is this a process that needs to be reevaluated and tying in with pressuring the ministry to to move in positively on this issue? Do they have a role to play in, in reevaluating um, the the BC Archaeology Branch's um, a permit process? In my opinion, the act could be could be a lot stronger. It could definitely recognize and protect First Nations interests in a greater way. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the archaeology branch could uh, interpret and apply that act uh, in a way that also recognizes the, the spirit of the act and the need to the need to protect important sites like this. I think both of those both of those things are areas where where we could be seeing a lot uh, a lot better work. Okay. Spencer, any last questions for Aaron? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any final thoughts, Aaron, or should we leave um, it at that? Yes, actually. Uh, there was a little soundbite at the beginning of your show where the fellow asked, what kind of humanity do we want to be, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd just like to say that this isn't just an issue for the Musqueam people. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a human issue. You know, it's a, it's a grave site. And um, it's a very human issue. So um, 
I'd just like to end with that thought, uh, that thought and say, uh, Heichka, thank you very much. Thank you, Aaron, so much for speaking to us. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, definitely be very uh, keenly interested in how this moves forward and our support to you. And um, thank you again for being with us. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, okay. Spencer. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was Aaron Wilson, a Musqueam band member, um, as well as a UBC law student here at UBC. And um, I'm also here with Spencer Lindsay, um, a graduate from the B- from the uh, UBC First Nations Studies program, and uh, hey. now entering into the SCARP yeah. <laughs> program, the planning program here at, at UBC as well. Um, I, I another thing I'd like to add. I mean, not to the entire discussion, but for me personally, being down there, um, a lot of my First Nations Studies colleagues were down there because you know we have a bit of an awareness about the rich. Uh, forgotten, buried uh, history of Vancouver, and and I saw a lot of my colleagues out there, people from the language program, um, the Hungamidam language program held at Musqueam, uh, part of the First Nations uh, languages department here at uh, UBC, who 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 do a lot for uh, for the revitalization and and preservation of that language, um, and. Uh, I see this as an opportunity to educate. I mean, uh, I hate when people post too much on Facebook about one mm-hmm. thing, but people don't hear about it. And I yeah. I think I've been, you know, a, a bit of a uh, uh, conduit for some of these people to yeah. get aware. I mean, it's rare that... I, I Yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have heard about it if you didn't bring this to my attention. And I think... Um, I'm so so lucky that I did hear about it. Mm-hmm. And you go down there, and immediately you're handed uh, uh, a, a little brochure, which I think I posted a PDF version of. And it's great to see, you know, um, people uh, putting that together. And I, I think education is a big part of um, of this, a really uh, positive part. So, I going back to what you mentioned earlier um, and our discussion with Aaron about. Um, thinking of Vancouver as this bare land with no history, mm-hmm. um, terra nullius. Um, there's not, there was nothing here before uh, white Euro European settlers um, arrived. I think it's really pervasive <laughs> and I, I think it's something that um, even last year um, with Vancouver celebrating 125 years um I feel like it's so pervasive that we're celebrating 125 years of Vancouver. Um, but, and certainly not to say that there wasn't recognition involved in that, but I think the overarching message was, um, look in 125 years, how great we are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that narrative excludes, um, history of first peoples and the fact that, processes of forming Canada and even Vancouver have been based on exclusion. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think people don't give enough um, to that narrative that, that Vancouverites really live by. And it's that, you know, this is our last place to build an amazing city. And you don't realize people, I, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people that, you know, are like, I just love Vancouver because of that. I've yeah. heard people say it. And I try not to freak out, but I, you know, I have to engage them and be like, well, do you know that the system that the city works on is is based on um, the people who, who have occupied this land since time immemorial? So, like, the roads, the water systems, the, it, everything. I mean, it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these, the you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I think it's very much... Um, it's a colonial present that we live in still, and um, I think we need to be aware of that and address that. And I think actions like standing in solidarity um, with uh, Musqueam members um, to support them, um, I think, is key. And I, I think it's it's all about how can we um, how can we seek justice in these instances. And I see this as a very explicit instance when. Um, when a people and their history is not being recognized, so. mm-hmm. and it, this is a this is a people issue, mm-hmm. this is a Vancouverite <laughs> issue. Yeah. I mean, this could this happens to you know even in your own neighborhood when yeah. when you see development encroaching in a very negative way. It's important that people get together and and educate each other and stand up. So. Yeah. 
Let's take a quick break. Um, we've got some SSRIs coming up, and uh, we'll be back. Um, I'll be talking more with Spencer about um, about this recent uh, event and uh, protest. Um, if you're just tuning in, we were discussing um, the Musqueam, uh, Musqueam members, First Nation members have um, been protesting for the last two days at a condo development site in Marple. And this is um, a site, a burial site um, with a great history and a lot of um, a lot of significance and something that uh, is planned, planned to be developed on and uh, something that, um, as we were talking with Aaron, um, something that needs to be addressed and is not at this point being adequately addressed. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, be talking more about that as well. Boiling, boiling, boiling Warm 
was done. The house we were decorating was owned by a little old man, always in the same three-piece suit he'd probably had since he was demobbed. He seemed to be forever on his way to the post office, carrying brown paper and string-wrapped parcels under his arm. He'd bring us out china cups of camp coffee and plates of custard cream biscuits. The house had belonged to his parents, who had both passed away within weeks of each other a few years back. They were the only people he'd ever lived with. This was the only house he'd ever lived in. I wondered what would happen to the house when he's gone. It was a short walk to my bedsit, once a similar house to the old man's, now broken into lots of single-room accommodation. It's also once had a great garden like his, now occupied by a one-story modern block building containing a dentist and shropodist. to the city on CITR 101.9 FM. First track you heard was Certain Set Configuration by the SSRIs here based in Vancouver. And uh, then you heard uh, Tinder Sticks, and it wasn't the track I was anticipating. (laughs) Um, So I hope you enjoyed a little bit of spoken word over the music. Um, With that said, (laughs) we're going to go to another track. And I'm going to let Spencer... I got a song. I got a song. <laughs> um, this track is by uh, Miss Christy Lee, who uh, is a member at Musqueam, and uh, she's part of the First Lady's crew. Um, JB, the First Lady, uh, you might have heard of. She's also uh, known as Geraldine, and she's uh, executive director at uh, Knowledgeable Aboriginal Youth Association and... Uh, and yeah, Christy Lee's also very involved with uh, you know empowering youth through music. She was at the protest yesterday, um, and uh, she was there with youth who um, uh, were singing songs, and some they even had uh, written uh, themselves. It was great. Um, and this track is um, called "Experience," and you'll hear uh, some archival um, audio clips, and uh, she sings uh, partly in her language. So, check it out. Can you tell us an Indian first thing? There 
there's no way to stay on how you make me feel in the grandest of way. These words I have to say ain't like anything you ever heard in your day. Straight spitting my ways, this is how I play. Live my life in the wheels away. See how I do me is in what I see. Yo, you're just like me, so happy to be upon the scene. This is what I mean. You live super long and kept yourself strong. Now in these times, I can spit these ill rhymes and committing no crimes. Yo, you did as good, this is how we could Straight rap herself Your knowledge is my wealth, so respect is dealt And the love is felt, without a doubt No one scream and shout, time to let this out student knows that the year begins optimistically In your arms but by the end of it you're ready for a little <laughs> any smart UBC student will therefore know that it's best to get your tickets early to the annual AMS block party featuring Mother Mother Mastercraft DJ Headspin the Boom Booms and more Thursday April 5th on the McKinnis Field your AMS brings you the fifth year of music partying and hopefully some sunshine early bird tickets available at the outpost until March 9th and general tickets available thereafter for more info, search for the AMS Block Party on Facebook. The 5th Annual AMS Block Party is proudly sponsored by CITR. How much do you know about bites? Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen... You can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one -on -one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished, guaranteed used bicycle, or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union Building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers, or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen and then get riding. And you're listening to The City on CITR 101.9 FM. This is a show dedicated to critical discussions of urban affairs. And I have Spencer Lindsay in the studio and... Uh, We've been talking about uh, the Musqueam protest of a development um, on burial grounds in Marple. And uh, on a more uh, perhaps optimistic note, um, Spencer is going to talk about a really interesting restoration project going on in the city of Vancouver. Yeah, well, I mean, we mentioned briefly uh, the positive aspects of, uh, you know, community building and, and, uh, and education going on down at the protest. Well, I met someone yesterday... His name's Jason, and he's, uh, I think, the point person for the Lost Creek Fen Project. And a fen is a low and marshy 
frequently flooded area of land. So the Lost Creek Fan Project, uh, it's a wetland restoration and public space project, which is taking aim at this tiny, I went by and looked at it yesterday, this tiny little uh, duck pond um, right at the bottom of Scotia Street at first. And, right. and so if you go kind of across the street from St. Francis Xavier down that little hill where the bike path is there, at the bottom you'll see um, this this little uh, this little uh, tiny piece of wetland um, and this little piece of land um, is actually all that remains of um, you know a much larger wetland um, that you know at the turn of the 20th century it fed five different salmon spawning creeks um, all throughout the False Creek Flats and uh, one of them was Brewery Creek you know which which basically allowed for the expansion so of Vancouver. It's not just the liquor store? <laughs> no the Brewery <laughs> Creek is not just a liquor store it was a creek um, so most of the flats were filled up um, and apparently I think it was because of um, you know, action by a concerned citizen who, uh, you know, um, um, made sure that this tiny piece was was kind of uh, retained. Um, so most of it was filled in. That was rec- retained, and that's all that is basically left. And uh, the Lost Creek Fen Project um, is a wetland restoration public space um, <laughs> project. I already said that. Um, and basically, they're they're trying to um, add to green space in Mount Pleasant. And they're trying to lay the foundation to hopefully someday um, uh, Daylight Brewery Creek. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, just uh, looking at uh, Councillor Jeff Meg's um, blog on on uh, jeffmegs.ca, and uh, he does have a little update on um, on this project and. Um, says, False Creek's neighbors rally in defense of Lost Creek Fen, a tiny remnant of the city's original biodiversity. And um, just very quickly, he notes that the swampy depression at the foot of Sophia Street and First Avenue may not look like much, but it's a tiny remnant of False Creek's original biodiversity, as a marauding coyote, coyote there yesterday could attest. Yeah. Yeah. So, very interesting. So, I mean, there is um, an event coming up. It's the first meeting. Um, for the Lost Creek Fen Project. Um, it's happening at NEC, the Native Education College, on uh, 285 East 5th on the corner of Scotia. So actually very close to the site. And um, they're going to have, uh, they have uh, some catering, some Salish catering uh, mm-hmm. donated. Um, it starts at 7 p.m. And it's basically just going to be, you know, a discussion about uh, public space and uh, restoration. Awesome. Cool. Well, we're going to go uh, right now to a track from Tennis. Um, track you're going to hear is It All Feels the Same. And uh, we'll be back uh, shortly after and probably have some more music on the show um, before our time is up for today. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, you can find information about the city at the cityfm.wordpress.com, updates on the show. And uh, I post just generally um, stuff that interests me. So you can check that, um, check that out regularly. I also post the podcast for every show up on that website as well, shortly after the live on-air broadcast. Um, and we're broadcasting at citr.ca, uh, 101.9 FM in Vancouver, and Shaw Cable 88.5. So you can also find all of that information about ways to listen on CITR's website, citr.ca. And now we're going to go to a track from Tennis.
and that was Talk Demonic with the track Revival. And uh, before that, you heard, uh, what did you hear? hear? You heard, um, what did I put on? I believe I put on, oh, you heard, um, you heard tennis, I believe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to uh, thank you for listening. This is The City on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia. And uh, we're out of time, unfortunately. And I want to thank Spencer um, for being on air with me and joining this discussion um, about the ongoing Musqueam protest of this um, condo development in Marpole on uh, burial grounds. And I also want to thank Aaron uh, Wilson for joining the discussion earlier. If you have thoughts on the show, um, be f- uh, feel free to email them to me at thecity.citr at gmail.com. You can also tweet the city at the city on CITR. Um, you can find our website on, uh, on WordPress at thecityfm.wordpress.com. And you can find uh, past podcasts as well and any information about the show. All of this is also available at citr.ca. And with that, uh, Spencer, any closing thoughts? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I will be back for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you started this show. And please, anyone who wants to take part in uh, you know, a very positive discussion about um, bringing um, wetlands and, and public space, uh, pub- good public space back to Mount Pleasant, come out to the Native Education College. That's at East, East 5th in Scotia, 7 p.m. on Thursday. Awesome. And uh, there'll be food. <laughs> cool. Thanks for that. Um, and we're going to close the show off with a track from Grimes. Um, the track is Oblivion. And uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And you can find this podcast at thecityfm.wordpress.com. And we're continuing our 24 hours of student programming Ooh. here at CITR. Um, and we have uh, UBC Improv coming up uh, in uh, a few short minutes. So stay with us here on CITR. And thank you so much for listening. UBC Bookstore is having a student appreciation sale March 14th. Their way of saying thanks for all your support this past academic year. There will be snacks, DJs, and karaoke. Oh yeah, and discounts too. 25% off giftware, clothing, and stationery. 10% off computer accessories. And 20% off all general books. Visit the main store from 9.30am to 6pm or the solder store from 10 to 5. UBC Bookstore, where your purchases support your UBC campus.